Welcome one and all to the Low Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Keith. And as always, I'm joined with your other two co-hosts, Tim Malloy and Aaron Lanton. And today we're going to talk about the Kanye West documentary, which I pronounced incorrectly on our first go-round here. And that's um Gen- Genius. I guess it's just Genius. And um, it's a new Netflix documentary about the about Kanye West, which was directed by Cootie and Chike. And so, Aaron, I know you said you were trying to go through a lot of this in your head or whatever. Um, so we'll start with you. What were your first initial thoughts? Um, this is a full trilogy all the way, and there will be any... I guess I guess we want to say spoilers this documentary. If you know Kanye West, you you fucking know Kanye West. So <laughs> so anyway, what what were your thoughts? The things that you said you had to unpack and about the documentary. Uh, I'm gonna start brief because I mean I, I could go one of a billion directions. Honestly, um, I almost I mean that's figurative, and yet I almost feel like it could be literal. This thing has a lot of really just complicated things and it. it is definitely from a documentary standpoint just raw footage one of the most reliant on raw footage to kind of set the scene um that i've seen in a long time like if you don't know kanye's story the first two episodes ain't gonna make any sense to you at all really none of it will honestly um, they don't do a good job, I think, in this documentary of giving you a sense of background and like where the era is and where we are. They do for Chicago and it's time for the hip hop scene. But as far as like where Kanye is and, you know, it, it's I don't and, and like even like timeline, like you'll just see events happen. And I know when they happen because I was in that moment and in, in living in that culture. But if I wasn't, I'd have no clue what the hell was going on. Like, so I, in that way, I feel like that's a huge weakness. But it, when I realized, of you know, finally, this is mostly Cootie's perspective. And it's kind of even more so than, than a documentary about him. It was going to be about Kanye. It's almost more about Cootie in a lot of ways. And the way that he starts realizing that, even though he doesn't say this directly, Kanye always kept his relationship with him transactional. But he realized it wasn't just with Cootie, it was with a lot of other people who believed that their relationship was deeper than just being transactional. Which is very interesting to me in a lot of ways. I'm going to stop talking soon because, again, I feel like I could go a billion different places, but I think it achieves what it means to do, although what it's doing, I didn't think I didn't come in expecting it to tell the story the way it was telling the story. So I had to readjust my expectations and and what I realized it it was doing and the story was trying to tell. So that is something I'm still grappling with and and trying to work through the way it tells the narrative of, of Kanye. In some ways, like I said, if you know a lot of it, it can make a lot of sense. But I think if you don't, it's really easy to get lost and not have a good understanding of like the magnitude of what's going on in some cases i was a pretty big Kanye west fan like going back to blueprint i remember i reviewed the blueprint for the associated press and i said it was a instant classic thank you uh and yeah that's pretty uh pretty good on your part 
I don't think anybody read that review because I believe it came out on September 11th, 2001. It did, actually. wasn't great. But uh, I really liked Kanye West from the beginning. And I do feel like I followed his career, so I can't like unseparate what I know from what I know. But I, I felt like the documentary did a good job of tracking his career. And I don't think I would have been confused. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe. I, I, what was amazing is seeing that there's an actual video record of all this stuff you hear about uh in songs like just quickly mentioned mm-hmm. you'll just actually see it happening on camera and in footage that you didn't realize existed and that's one of the most amazing things about the documentary even if the documentary was terrible that would be fascinating um but i think the documentary is actually really good and the thing i like about it it's hard to say how much of this is intentional and how much of it just can't help but come through but there's this sort of conflict throughout it between access and um journalism where you know cootie the main director or the original director who becomes the co-director is originally kind of in this position where like he's half entourage half journalist and you're always kind of Mm -hmm. wondering is he journalist or entourage and is he on kanye's side or is he just reporting on kanye and then when kanye starts to kind of go um i want to say this sensitively because i think there's like some mental health stuff involved when things start to get strange for kanye he sort of gets his distance and looks at it more journalistically. Um, mm-hmm. And then he sort of gets brought back into the fold and then he sort of becomes more ally. But by the end of it, I mean, he ends this, he ends the whole thing with like, I think the song's like with a boat without a sail or something, mm-hmm. which is definitely like a con- a comment on, I think what he considers Kanye's state of mind. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, mm-hmm. but he's- well, And also choosing as you're doing that to end with his- basically having an episode right well no 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 um i'm trying to find the sensitive way to put it and, I, and I'll, I'll choose not to be too dramatic about it but when he pulls up the on youtube the video of fox news had people in the car don't oh, even tucker know who Carlson. the heck tucker carlson is yeah. but um you know somebody just say it. <laughs> who's a, who's accomplished as much as Kanye? No, no, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I mean say it. Yeah, someone who's accomplished as much as Kanye finds his esteem in people like Tucker Carlson, who has been in 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 an actual trial going on. His lawyers have basically made the case, the Fox News lawyers, that anybody who would believe Tucker Carlson literally is basically a, a buffoon. This is entertainment. No one takes this serious. Yada yada yada. And yet, here's Kanye. Hold on, but basically, before you wobbling. go on, who is? What is it? I don't know nothing about Tucker Carlson, honestly. Oh my so god! What is it about Tucker Carlson, other than the fact that he on Fox News? That but, you, you but, get what I'm saying? You, like, what that, is that, it? That you can't separate. Like, what? What? The, how does that? How does that negate? So, um, Kanye's feelings towards his comments of what he has said in his um speech. No, nah, but look, that's what I'm saying. This, okay, so summing this up real quick, because I know we're going to go through Fox. So basically, Fox News, I'm sure you know, is like a far right outlet, basically, and they just go out the way to not just simply report on things and in, in their own view and do whatever like they actively hire people to just like troll liberals essentially um in ways that sometimes accrue sometimes or whatever um tucker carlson is um 
has had very bigoted comments several different times against all sorts of different people. Um, he has puppeted a lot of different sets of propaganda, even recently stuff with Ukraine. He is propping up the idea that we should be supporting Putin and his invasion of Ukraine. Um, and, and again, like this is what public traded companies of Fox News. Da, da, da. It's, it's all weird stuff. But what I'm saying is, even in court, Fox News, who also is like saying we're not journalism anymore. Like they have, t- I forgot like what their slogan was, but they got rid of it. It was basically about like being fair and balanced. Yeah, they got re- that's what it was. Fox News used to have a slogan that said fair and balanced. They got rid of that, and in court, had basically said they're just entertainment. Like that's what they do. So and you're basically that- saying Kanye ends up looking like a sucker because he's very happy about what Tucker Carlson is saying about him. What I'm saying Tucker is Carlson's speaking about him positively and his views on abortion, particularly. Kanye West is looking for his esteem in that sort of individual. There's a lot more I can say about that and how he thinks looking at Trump, he can do the same thing that Trump did. But the thing is, somebody who's accomplished that much, who's been like an icon in music, in fashion and culture in general, um, and all sorts of counterculture and just been a global icon is well, looking for Tucker Carlson. I, I didn't get that from that because you got to think if the whole entire world telling you that you crazy and the one mother, he didn't even know. I don't even think he knew who Tucker Carlson was completely because when he was listening to it, his boys in the background was like, that's just his boys in the back. Can't keep people around him but, who don't even know who he is. But the point, the point I'm making is that if, if everybody else in the whole entire world is telling you that you crazy, then of course the one person that says something that somewhat validate what you talking about and what you believe in, because he was saying even before that video, when he was sitting there um, with Justin Bieber and them, and he was talking about like people are saying he cra- he's crazy because he cried about abortion or the idea of him being aborted, and he was like the the world is crazy. Have like, you seen? Wait, 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 wait. Have you seen? how he delivered those comments. Yeah. You're talking about the South Carolina presidential announcement? Yeah. He's like tearful. He's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not just tearful. I'm, I'm saying like, have y'all I mean, seen, he, beyond, he was, be, wait, 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 beyond the clip of that they showed of him saying that part, have y'all seen him talk? No. Like, like the six, seven minute clip of him talking. I was definitely peed out thing. at that point. He <laughs> sounded like he was having an episode in front of everyone. He was out of this, his mind. He was not is, coherent. I'm, I'm just telling you, if you go back and watch that, he's bonkers. He's absolutely bonkers. He's not making sense on anything. That's also the time when he said, I forgot what it was he said about, it was something else he said about slavery that day. Somewhere around slavery was a choice. No, no, no. He had already said that was that was Van Lathan, TMZ. I'm period roughly. This was something about like hair tubbing something. So I don't remember. He was just kind of going off and just saying wild stuff. He wasn't in his right mind. He could he could focus on that particular part of it. That's not why people were saying he was crazy. It was like all that stuff combined. And he was give that the other thing too, that they, they left out the dock, which is weird now that I think about it. It's weird because that's actually not the piece that they were talking about that was so crazy. What did they that happened, and he said what he said, but he also said that he wanted to abort his first child and that Kim protected that child. The doc. No, no, but 
he did say oh okay i thought they just said yeah. the part where he uh was somebody yeah. had his his father wanted to abort him and then his mama yeah it's definitely the doc yeah but like no, I, don't, yeah. I don't the thing is like he's not he's not the way it's framed like it's just showing that piece of it there's more that happened and that he said and he was trying to you know really get votes at that time but um but you but know he, the way we got on this though is you're saying that like the documentary made a big made a big editorial choice to sort of end at that point right at that point. it's making a choice about who he's surrounding himself with and whose opinions matter to him he like Tucker Carlson's a nobody really like I mean it, he's a big dude at Fox News and people who watch that outlet he's a big guy to, to Trump um and to a lot of people who, cable news actually yeah, I mean, he's one. He's the highest rated dude in cable news. I'm not saying that means you all need to watch him. I'm just saying, like, that's <laughs> just the truth of the matter, right? Like, I'm I'm not making a judgment on, you know, what people should and shouldn't be doing, but I can tell you that dude has some really, really, really hard views. So just similar to when Dave Chappelle is saying stuff about uh, turfs. When people hear turps, it, it just sets off red red flags everywhere. Like to people who know what that's about in those communities, even me, who's not like, you know, I, I don't claim to be like a expert at all on the LGBTQ right stuff. But I, when I hear turps, and I've been around people in that community, when they hear turps, that that's fighting words. Like that's, <laughs> you know, it's just not a place you want to go. Be you don't play with that sort of terminology. When you hear somebody saying that they're excited, Tucker Carlson is, you know, saying whatever, you know, like the, the end of the doc, it's just interesting because it doesn't get into politics until like the very, very, very end. And he said, I thought the documentary would end right here. And then boom. And, then you know, he's running for president, you know. So there's this piece that wasn't going to be there that's suddenly there. And whether we recognize it or not, he's there are these moments he's calling out things that a lot of black people would notice and pick up on. There are choices about, for example, um, cause I've heard Kanye say this plenty of times way before this, but there's some uncut footage early on before he's like signed to Rockefeller, even goes to New York, he's still in Chicago. And he talks about black people, slave mentality. They bring this up a couple other times where like black people are victim, victim, uh, you know, uh, basically had this victimhood and it makes them like, not try hard or in, or like giving into like, you know, these items that do this and do that. But he also, like many black people who have some of views like that, those things, especially in church, are tied to, you know, uh, your faith in God or not having faith in God. We're not following God's way a certain way. Like it all aligns and he shows you that even as he becomes a, a different well from Kanye to Yeezy as he put it his views are actually really consistent Keith do you like the movie yeah I like it yeah I mean <laughs> I mean I mean especially like as far as documentaries go um because like what we were saying about like just just all of the um found footage and everything that's thrown into it and and I even agree I see what Aaron was saying, like about what what you're saying about his views being pretty consistent throughout it, because I think, well, I think like at his core, Kanye is a certain way at his core, but yeah. then just like we all like our personality, certain parts of our personality might change a little bit as you know, as we 
go through certain things in our life as we age and so on and so forth. And so how, how I view this whole film in itself is just, it's almost like a, um, just, just a portrayal of a man in a sense. I think that because of Kanye being who Kanye is and him being in the spotlight, but also putting himself there because he, you know, he does put a lot of his, his life out there for the world to see that there are certain things that if we were going through as individuals, people wouldn't be privy to that we are because of Kanye being who he is like it's with the mental health issues and um, losing his mother, like all these different things that he goes through throughout this whole um, that we see throughout his whole life through this documentary and stuff. So, um, and that and that and that portrayal of just showing him as a as a human being is what I like the most about the documentary because I feel like if he had control over the documentary, if it was him and he directed his own documentary, we wouldn't get a piece like this. Well, but he he clearly, I think it'd be hard to say he probably had nothing to do with it because he has to allow them to use the footage. Um, I don't clearly, think I don't think that's true. You don't think so? Uh, I mean, with documentaries, no. There's that part where they're in the Dominican Republic where he tells somebody on the phone to work out the contract. I was, li- I was literally just about to bring that part up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know what's in that contract. And honestly, yeah, I don't either. I think Cootie's allowed to do whatever he wants with that footage. I'm sure he'd rather. <laughs> so no, well, what I mean is like, um, there's, like I- even even like a final cut. Like, look, I'm not yeah. saying this is the same thing as like when Jordan put out the last dance. Jordan clearly right. watched every piece of that and decided right. what would and wouldn't be in it. I don't think Kanye was doing that. Well, this one, I mean, Kanye is so exacting about like you see that scene where he's like talking about the sneakers and like how he like really pays attention by the millimeter to every single thing he's working on. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Cootie felt like he could put certain things with the documentary that were kind of gonna expose flaws about Kanye that Kanye might not necessarily notice. Like right. that he might not pick up on the mm-hmm. what you're reading into the Tucker Carlson situation, for example, and might not, I don't know if you would pick up on that final song, although that final song does not feel subtle to me. And yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it it's not I, I feel like he he allowed them to tell this whatever story they wanted to. I, I it doesn't feel like he was gonna come in like you can't use this. This there's, there's a really a lot of crazy interesting stuff in this. I, um, I love the thing where Cootie says that he doesn't feel like it's right to show the to be fi- filming at certain points when Kanye is having episodes. Yes. And uh, well, well, but, but say, okay, yeah, hey, one, wait, but there's one point. Can, can I ask a question? About- real quick, just narratively, there's one point where he says that, and then there's another point where he just cuts off the camera, and that's the editorializing. And I thought that was just really yeah, yeah, the time funny. right after that. Yeah. But so, okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Da, 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 da. So the thing about that first time. And this is, it's so subtle, but like, it's so consistent throughout his whole life. Like, cause it's, it's different as he, and again, was the span of time with him, it's like truly candid stuff is there's a vast gap, right? So we're talking like 2006 to like 2017. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the man's changed quite a bit, whatever. Because last time we saw him was a late graduation thing, I think it was whatever the second album was called. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and and he's at that party. He's dressed like a superstar, and he's confusing them for different people. And 
Oh, he confused his cutie with the other director. And we're not, sure, we're not sure whether he's serious or not. Yeah, but you know, he 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 just kind of he knew what he was doing. Even <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know that guy, you know, or, or that gal who who just be purposely taking it a certain way, and they be like, "I didn't do that on purpose." What? Yeah, you want to hit him in the face? But um, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's interesting because that's a different person. You know, like he said, you know, even just off the fact, you know, he's a father now. He's got all this other stuff going on. Um, but it, it's just really interesting that Kanye, however we want to say he allowed it, whether it was he looked at the cut or he was like, you can do what you want. Like to trust somebody to do that is still, I think this is one of the more naked documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you truly get a lot of candid stuff some of the, my favorite moments in it are where he, so if the last song of um, college dropout where he's like, basically, Oh, it's called last call. Um, 15 minute song. Yeah. 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 It, it, which is like, Oh my God. The outro is so cool. I love it. It just feels so right. And it's like, he tells you this whole story. And I remember just the beat just going and like, he's just telling this whole story. And I'm like, they tell it like he's rapping. Like, all right, you know, I'm just going through it. Listen to it. I mean, I know that whole thing, the whole little speech he gave on top of his, of his head, but it's just funny because, you know, when you, you listen to how he talked about it, the footage backs up what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, like That's people so will listen to the songs that we now we know they're masterpieces and people were like, yeah, uh, I mean, can't, can't be bothered. Can't be bothered to really yeah. give him attention. He and they answering calls. Oh, hold on real quick. Pause that. Hello. Like, it's just it's funny. Like people really weren't hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had to feel oh the vindication. It had to feel so good. Because the thing, what the album was done for like two years. <laughs> well, not done, but like he'd be working on a song and it would say 2003. And I'm like, well, I mean, well, and like it was like early 2003 though. Because I think College Dropout was 2004. Um, yeah, it's like February, I think. But it was just I like, he had to done that long. 2005 a lot. Let me put it that way. Man, he, he was, he was <laughs> ridiculous, man. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I and I, <laughs> I was just thinking, just like what you were saying, like in even those those parts where they weren't trying to hear them, it just made me think about how, um, you know, people will try what, what they say, how people try to put you into a particular box. Mm-hmm. He was just one of those people that you just could not box him up, like you couldn't say, like, oh, you're just a producer. And, it, and, and it was even so when the one guy he, said he, he was. Different like one of the best rapper producers and he like no nah, i don't want to hear that shit like i'm i'm the best rapper because you know saying it out and i felt where he was coming from oh no like, it's kind of say- like you taking away something from me by saying i'm the best rapper producer like yeah i'm i'm, like, in, I'm, I'm in the, the other rapper. league too i'm not in the right. g league i'm in the league you know yeah um so yeah i i, I just really felt that and i and i felt like is it's, it's it, something to be said about like that that type of confidence that his mother had instilled within him too that made him you know reach this kind of like upper echelon and then it was even certain things that he was talking about like in the beginning where he was like he even was admitting he said i might not be the best rapper or the best producer or the best this and best that but he 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 was talking i forgot the actual words that he put but he was talking about just 
you know, consistently working at it. And well, and that, and then he's like, he's like, I'm in. The, there was one place like, I'm in the room with like with Scarface, with Jay-Z, right, right, da, 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 like every day. He rubbed elbows day. with these people all the time, and that that gotta be like that's like that's like some crazy shit right there. Like I was telling around, I said that's like if I'm sitting up. Of hanging out with Martin Scorsese and Spike. I knew you were gonna say Scorsese. God, you, you know, know, always talk about Scorsese. <laughs> Man, because Scorsese, I mean, or Spike, you know, Spike Lee. No, 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 it's fine. No. It's, just, it's just funny. Like, that's just your dude. I just want to say, I was reading the casino soundtrack. I was reading the casino screenplay before we had this conversation. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I mean, Scorsese don't really make bad movies, you know. <laughs> He's yeah. made like classics, but I mean, it's. No, it is what it is. No, no it just happened to be. Yeah, okay. but that's that's like that to me. That's like um how I would feel if I was a rapper and I'm in a room with Jay Z or something. Like, yeah, it, it would freak me like, out. This otherworldly feeling, like, it, and it's like like pinch 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 me. I'm dreaming. And then most death is like like hey yo, I gotta do a whole album with you. Like, do I be bouncing off the wall? Like the thing is. I mean, my mama could live with me or not. I would have been wilding my ass out if most of them tell me I'm hot shit and I'm finna be this, I'm finna be that. And he's and it was just weird because like he was living so so just like you know like a middle class dude. Like it was so funny. But I mean, and, and, I mean, and that's what he was. He was a producer who was making money, but then he was you know funding his own you know uh, projects on the side and and. You know, that's another thing I think this movie really should get complimented for. It gives, in a really interesting way, um, one of the <laughs> kind of just, you know, uh, depictions of like a, like a Black family, just Black family, period. Just a regular middle class people like uh, Cootie's family, Kanye's family, just people who... You know, and Kai's, uh, you know, mother, she, you know, she worked hard. She's a single mom to make sure he had stuff he needed. You know, Cootie talked about growing up with his folks and, you know, seeing that history. And, and you know, they got cameras too. They got the, you know, nice size house, all of that. It's just like just seeing black people not doing nothing spectacular, just being a normal family. And, you know, it just is what it is. Like it just, it just puts it out there in a way like there's nothing about it. It's just, they're just there. And it's just sometimes like, that's just not the case. It's just, it's, yeah, it's um, not black excellence, but it's also not hood shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or they're not bouncing the ball or throwing it or something. Right. Right. It's just, you know, regular smaggler people, but, but it was, but it was also just interesting just even seeing him when he was in that apartment and he's just sitting there and he's making beats or whatever. And that same energy he had back then is the same energy we see him having. And, you know, once he, once he get to this level. Well, of, but um, you know, what's weird. See, that's the, like, there's so many, dude, I could talk for this about for hours, just this particular topic, mm-hmm. the difference in black density as he gets older. Uh, interesting. Um, the, the ratio just gets really different. Uh, and the energy, it's like his enthusiasm it feels like it's there but that energy is different as hell though um you know because like the people in the room with him when he's doing college drop and like this isn't even like honestly a fair comparison i'm about to make because college dropout is this own thing different energy and the vibe he was in um but i'm just saying like this is just a different space he's in entirely he's with people who 
can't just uh, simply appreciate what he's doing. They are adding to what he's doing. They're giving him direction as well. He also respects them as artists. Like, so if they give him, they're going to have notes for improvements sometimes. Maybe you can do this, maybe you can do that, da 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 da. But there's also uh, people who are just not impressed. I mean, Scarface is kind of like, that's Jesus Walks. What else have you got? Like, which yeah. is crazy. And he does get so much better, like, as he's like constantly iterating and like to present stuff to Pharrell. Like, Pharrell makes him better. And Pharrell, and gives Pharrell him- run, runs off and gives him that enthusiasm, gives him that real energy, somebody who really awesome. knows how to do stuff. Da, da, da. But then he gets to where he is now and it's like, it's just a bunch of yes men in the room. Yeah, he's sitting with like, who's that guy? Whatever the guitar player is who he made that album with in Hawaii. He's just surrounded by like weird, like white dudes like that. And they're just like, <laughs> everything you do is fucking genius, Kanye. Now, and I, I just want to say, yeah, 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 for real. They, they really are saying that every time. Now, I do want to say for his latest album, you know, he did make sure he got like, you know, all kinds of big names, you know, who've done good stuff. But I mean, like at this point, it's almost just like, I mean, because these people are doing stuff. They're business partners with him, too. You know what I mean? Like, they're not just doing it because they're excited to do it with him on his own. It just, I don't know, like, it, it, it's just like the energy he has around him. Like, it all has to be so transactional because of the fact that, like, just the, the way he chooses to represent himself publicly, like, you can't dissociate what he does. I mean, it's, it's just weird because, like, before he started harassing his now ex-wife over the Pete Davidson situation, you know, like th- this this movie, obviously, and, and all everything put together for it, like is that's well done before this whole saga begins. But it's just like, you know, you can't have nothing but yes, people around you. If you're going to be acting the fool like that all the time, like who's going to have respect for you? Like it, it's not about anything other than, you know. You and your wife had a situation. She decided to dip, and now you're gonna harass her publicly just because you can. Like it's just such a, it's the ugliest thing. I mean, because normally it's like he's made some comments people don't like, and da 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 da, and he said slavery was a choice. Da, da, da. But now, like you are harassing your wife and the kids, and like, what are you doing, dude? You just oh, Pete Davidson. He I, just seems like such a loser now. But you, but you know, <laughs> I I think he just, I wouldn't say loser. I mean, he just kind of going through it like he's just being super emotional yeah but like that's do. but he being no, but, emotional but I'm saying, I'm saying, he's, he's letting doing, the world know that he's doing he's harassing in a way that's criminal you know what i mean like that's where it's, this man like like him bought a new house he bought a house across the street he keep like <laughs> going now for real this this happened oh, you know, and like, and then he's like all up on social media, got her fans harassing her and Pete Davidson. And da, da, da. it's just like, yo, shit, like you a child? Like, what are you doing? Did you say criminal? He's th- that is criminal, criminal harassment. It's I, just, I, dude, all he just, I know, he just all rich, I know. Man. My wife, he's just rich. My, my wife's yeah. not gonna, if, if I'm a billionaire, my wife is not gonna um, divorce me. I'm, I'm following her too. I, I just <laughs> like like we it said it, turn it, to the Steve Urkel look, after the, this, after this you did the thing. I said to death do us part. Yeah, death. Man. Well, <laughs> so, man, Kanye, look, you, you you can play that tip all you want. You got to leave people you know alone. She put, I think she might even got a restraining order. I don't know, dude, just weird. Because then he out here getting like a, a Kmart Kim Kardashian. He just got out of somewhere. This woman's supposed to look just like it got the sunglasses. It's just, it's a weird space for me to be watching this documentary in because it's like, 
you know, I got plenty of other things I didn't like that he said that ain't in his documentary. I quit listening to his music a long time ago. Um, just because, you know, I mean, you could call it on some boycott tip, but also it's just like, you know, somebody who, you know, I because I, I grew up in Chicago for a time too, and it was really great to see somebody who uh came out of that area and was able to really stand on his own feet and say, I'm not gonna do what everybody says you do in hip hop culture. I'm gonna do a whole nother thing. And when he said in in that, you know, footage we hadn't seen before, like I'm gonna change the game. It's gonna sound like this. I'm gonna say it's gonna sound like this. I'm gonna slow it down and use these beats. Oh, actually I probably should be saying so the camera getting away secrets. Da, da, da. And he actually did all this stuff. But but like, to that point, hasn't he been consistent with that same mindset? Just like what you said, like he oh, always oh, trying to do the exact opposite of what people expect. Um, not just the problem him, with but, him is but like for his, a black his, man to do his understanding of what it means to be a man and to and to be um, successful is always wrapped up in what white men think. And that's been his problem from the whole jump. Everything he does is based on what white people are looking at. Even like the whole thing with hip hop, it, it's rooted in the idea that they will look at you a certain way if you don't do this, if you don't do that. He's displayed that, that way. He looks at stuff in fashion as well. And then he went to the White House and kept talking about how Trump had this great masculine energy and black fathers should have it or they're terrible. He's a weird dude who has a lot of issues, man. And, <laughs> and they're not all... I mean, I don't know why they're all wrapped up the way they are, um, but he just really, it's, it's just really sad that like he let all those issues in his head just, you know, go where they went. Like he, he's just a very, really tragic figure. Like, I mean, probably the most tragic figure that we have in our generation for celebrities. In some ways you could say Michael Jackson is one um you know tim i don't know if you would probably say he's a tragic celebrity but there are people we see in entertainment who they're like these massive icons but like they're just things that happen away from the music that can just change the narrative on how the world views them i would say michael jackson is the same in that everybody around him starts going that's great and he's like i think i want to take these kids on tour and people are like all right you're a genius do whatever you got to do he took kids on tour oh yeah have you not watched the finding ne- or the leaving neverland documentary was it no. surviving is it surviving leaving neverland okay. no no that's the one surviving neverland leaving neverland. Leaving neverland. it's something jaron neverland yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh yeah no that one's crazy that's the one that made me think uh there's there's fire I still smoke. need to watch the Cosby um, one that came out recently. No, it's not good. Like, oh, I mean, oh. I, wrote, I wrote, it's, not, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just that there's no new information. It's just like every thought you've ever had about Bill Cosby, people sharing that thought in different ways and some really well, some make, making the point really well, some like really kind of like just summarizing it really beautifully. But it just it's just four hours of that. It's like being it, I said it was like being on Twitter. Cosby is definitely like one of those, hey, if you've been in a coma for 10 years, you won't believe this situations. <laughs> <laughs> like so it'd be like the Cosby show, damn, all the all these streaming shows are, are, or streaming services are out. There's gotta be Cosby show somewhere, guys. Where is it? Like if you you're not gonna believe in 1989 this. and woke up in 2000 
20, would you be more freaked out by Michael Jackson or Bill Cosby? Uh, Bill Cosby, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, just yeah, he Michael Jackson. It's it's. Let me let me not say that I'm not gonna speak on that. So, <laughs> well, what we what we know is you know after Mike had his accident, um, he became addicted to those pills, and that started a lot of his erratic behavior. And we end up learning Prince had a similar addiction too, uh, to different sorts of opiates and stuff. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes that sometimes connected to the to that mind, like that more of a, a genius mindset that not to make excuses for the, you know, the drug abuse, but I think that there is sometimes what we see is that a lot of these people do at some point in time have some type of mental breakdown. And I believe that just like even more so if we say like Kanye West is a tragedy. I think that we have to turn around and just look at what society and our culture does that creates these particular people that have these um, tragic stories and stuff, right? For one, we as a culture idolize artists. A human being should never be idolized, period. And then and then if you, because now you, because that's how you got this man going from, um, I'm a college dropout, I'm I'm this I'm that I'm the best rapper ever I'm I'm a genius to being I'm God. Yeah. Well, but but he's somebody <laughs> who, even after he said I am God, like there's this, there are multiple moments. What hell? Okay, For, literally, there's another consistent thing he talks about, and it bec- he becomes he says it in more devout language than you know as he gets older. But he talks about doing things in the presence of God. And even if uh, you go back and listen to the uh, the verse from, from the uh, Chicago poet and uh, Never Let You Down, um, Jay Ivey, you know, he, he says near the end of that verse, uh, you know, when you hear everything, you know, coming out of my heart, my soul, my mouth, a touch of God rings out. Like they would always talk about how like whatever output came from them creatively came from uh the genius of the creator it's like all that kind of language yeah that's so, that's that's understandable though right right right. so that's, uh, where, like, that's where we all get our creativity from if the, but to say that your god is two different things what well, 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 all i was gonna say on that is in, you know during these episodic moments uh for him and in outside of them he speaks genuinely about service to god and, you know, the thing is, I don't feel like he's insincere when he's saying these things, but it does feel like, you know, for whatever reason, he loses his scruples. Um, and, I mean, it could happen fast. Like he he will go from doing the stuff he was doing in South Carolina and just seeming like he's just insane. It's like a couple of days later, seeming lucid and talking about the situation and meaning both things intensely. I mean, in they, there's that thing, I think it's the American Psychiatric Association that says not to not to try to diagnose a patient you haven't met. So like, I'm not a psychologist for one thing and I've never met him. Actually, I've, I have, I've high-fived Kanye. Um, <laughs> if that counts. Um, it, well, it, look, at least he gave you a high-five. But anyway, I couldn't, you know, I, smile. it was a very unenthusiastic high-five. But based on that, I'm not like in a position to, 
say I know him or could diagnose him or know his soul or anything like that. But so I don't want to do that. But he has said that he has, you know, that he's bipolar. So that could account for some of his behavior. And I really don't know. Yeah. But I, I, don't I think he's just like, a real genuine dude. But when people are like, oh, he's fucking crazy. Like, I fuck him. He's lost his mind. Like, I. This might be a person in the middle of an actual mental episode. And we just don't know. And it's not, it's kind of not our place to say. Like, so I just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to have that conversation. Well, well, that's the thing. I don't know that all these things have to be wrapped in language that is adjacent to mental illness. I mean, some issues when you talk about them are just really hot button and difficult to talk about. But Kanye is somebody who at the time that he had that, what people are considering a breakdown of what's in that doc um he had been doing sunday services people you know you know when you're in that mode uh you give a lot um and you know it's a safe space to be able to speak earnestly about your feelings and the thing that was really trippy about that beyond the, all the emotion was the guys in the car and it's just like for it you sound like people you don't even know they're like hey uh Kanye, uh, maybe you should write the speech next time maybe you write yeah, the speech i don't I don't think his religious statements are in any way like mental illness. I'm not saying that in any way. I just no, mean, no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't. I like, hope that's the, not what it sounds like. Yeah, oh no, no, I know. Like the part, the part, the parts where Cootie turns chooses to turn it off are the parts where I was kind of like, "What's going on here?" Like he seems in a, he's not in a, he's not saying things that I could like me talking right now. He's not saying things that are easy to follow. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I think. Again, the audience, again, you know, it's it's for the general public. And at the same time, there's some things he was saying that would veer towards very, very, very inflammatory for black people. Yeah. What are some of those things? I can't even remember them off the top of my head now, but I'm telling you, when he was cutting the camera, it was when it was like getting to, okay, he already, he's already crossed the line. Let's cut this shit off right now. Mm. I mean, the thing that really stuck out the most about that particular exchange when they're out in the DR and he's talking to what are called real estate partners, potential real estate partners. Whatever those guys are, yeah. They think he's an idiot. When they're like, we should build a church right there. No, but then, and then he started like assessing, he's like, this place we're sitting in here, this is shit. And this is that. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, whatever. Just give us the money so we can do it. I wonder if he started, if he was just messing with them at that point, when he just starts talking like a little erratically. Yeah, but like, guys are. Th- but that's, Tim, you've, you've been in circles with powerful people. When yes, powerful I people have. are saying. I, I mentioned that I've high-fived Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how it is like when people sit there and they start talking and they're like, uh, hey, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah thing that's not funny and then people go oh Oh, i was totally thinking about that when you're like at the lunch with the very rich person and you're trying to get some of their money and you don't know if it's gonna happen or not and so they're just talking some absolute nonsense about how like napkins are made or something and you're like really oh Oh, so they're they're woven Mm, you know what oh and you're like you're you're like this story is gonna be a metaphor for something right like in a movie this is gonna come back and then it doesn't you're just like oh this is just a this is just a rich person and people are afraid to interrupt them well, I mean, the thing is, is a real estate partner. Clearly, they want something from him because the thing is, they're not engaging with him. There's no back and forth. There's no like banter. He's just talking, and they're just going, "Yeah," or "No." Yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah. So, duh, duh, duh. like, it's it's just it's not real conversation. It's super weird. 
Because when he's around other people who are of the culture, so to speak, or know him, they're very excited to talk to him and just, man, how are you doing? Da, da, da. Like, but he doesn't want to be around those people because he needs to be validated by a bunch of rich white guys. He even thinks Tucker Carlson's important. I mean, to Keith, like, that's a who the hell is this guy? But that's one of the reasons I'm telling, like, the way this doc doesn't work for me in these really weird ways is like, it doesn't, the magnitude of moments that happen, it doesn't explain them to you. So when I'm sitting there, is an audience member and I don't know who Tucker Carlson is. If I don't know who Tucker Carlson is, Kanye gets excited about, you know, this guy saying whatever he's saying. And it's like, was that a big deal or not? I think the directors though give you just enough information to draw the inferences that you're drawing without insulting their friend. Yeah, exactly. It, it, like th- that's the, so like they can't put it on the note. So there's a lot of reasons the doc doesn't work in the ways that I was speaking to where like they give you a little more background this and that they're letting the footage speak for itself yeah and in a lot of ways i think that's a big strength of it kind of the best yeah i mean i remember there's this podcast red scare that i'm not anyway there's this podcast red scare where they interviewed alex jones who's like another of those guys who you know was constantly getting sued and stuff like that and i listened to it because i've never listened to alex jones and for part of it i'm like this seems like you know, kind of a normal guy. He's not what I expected him to be. I thought he was going to be absolutely wild. And then as he goes on for about an hour and a half, you're like, oh, this guy's completely loony. And just because yep. they, they just let him talk. And just as he just keeps talking, you realize like this person seems to possibly believe in blood sacrifices or something weird. Like, I don't know if I followed that correctly, but that sounded very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's being, cute stuff Like this well. is getting very strange. Gay frogs. <laughs> well, that's, You know about the gay frogs, right? That's real. That's a real problem. Yep, it is. So I don't know, man. Like it, it's uh, it, it's a very interesting doc because there's so many things that are happening that they don't say. But as a person who's of the culture has been watching it a while, I'm catching it, but it's not telling you what's happening. And I'm not like the Tucker Carlson thing is like a more mainstream version of that. But there's a bunch of moments I'm telling you that just went over your head and you didn't even see that they happened. And I'm just like, I kind of wish... They would tell people what happened here because that's a big deal. Um, but you know, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. It's a very weird documentary to me. I'd I'd like it overall, but it it's doing a lot. And I just feel like it's gonna take me a while to process it because um it, it just feels so tragic, man. It really does, because a lot of what has happened to Kanye just feels so avoidable. Um, But more than anything, it just seems like he has not kept people in his circle who care for him. He has kept, for the people who care for him, he's kept transactional relationships. And for the transactional relationships, he, those are the ones that he most coddles and and attempts to get um, satisfaction from. And it's, it's just weird to watch. Um, we lost Keith for a little bit, and it's good to have you back. Right. Yeah. Technical <laughs> difficulties. I was lost in the ether somewhere, but I'm back. Do you have any closing thoughts? Um, well, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I personally really enjoyed the documentary. I do enjoy that it was raw footage. And just to your point, Tim, that it, it allows us as the viewer to draw our own conclusions. It doesn't feel like they're trying to push us to think one way or another um, about Kanye, in my opinion. 
Um, and I also think it was just very nostalgic for me too. You know, it made me think about, you know, where I was when college dropout come, came out. And I, I want to say I was about to go. I was I a senior. Were we seniors in high school? Man? Uh, we were seniors in 2005 and then fall 2005. We went yeah, to so we were, we were so headed right on there. our way to college. And yeah. it was just like, and I remember just being like one of the biggest Kanye fans at that time. Because it, before Kanye, I couldn't, I don't think I ever known a hip hop artist that was like him. That was both you know, kind of transition between the that mainstream artist and that somewhat kind of um, woke artist and stuff, right? You know, like um, he, honestly, if it weren't for Kanye, I would have never really listened to Most Def, to be honest, Twilight, Kwali, or Kanye. Yeah, he exposed a lot of you know? people, man. And then, you know? and, then, and then he they got, so it was like, he was known by people. And then like that mixtape he made, I remember that mixtape. That's how I found out about Kanye as a rapper. Right. And then, um, you know, he was on the Dave Chappelle show early, too, because he had just done the, the production for B, Common's album also. It was like all right. this stuff was happening, like, all at the same time. And so, like, he was really blowing up. Like, 2005 is when I'm going to college. It's when, you know, Dave Chappelle show is blowing up. It's when, like, all this stuff just happens, like, all at the same time. Like, Dave Chappelle's ascent really helped Kanye a lot, too. And yeah. I'm I'm honestly really shocked they didn't get into that more because it don't like if you if you got season one of uh of the Dave Chappelle show, every damn performance is touched by Kanye and one reason or another either because he's performing or he produced that track. Like it's insane. And you gotta remember this is right around the time Dave Chappelle's block party happened. Right. So it's like he's in connection with like that entire conscious black movement and he's doing music for all of them and so like as he's making new projects not only does he have their influence but he's getting them on all the tracks you know like it, it was it was a real just tour de force man he he came together at the right time all those guys in new york were there at the right moment um from all over and and they really changed the culture of america you know, like completely. So it's a big deal to be able to see this. Um, Cootie and, you know, uh, and, and Chike have done a great uh, service, I, I think, in a lot of ways, because this is just such such a, a raw um, and naked look at, you know, a pop culture icon in, in, in a way I, I don't remember ever seeing. Um, so... In that way, it, it's an achievement. I did, like I said, there's some things about it that you know I didn't love, but overall, like it, I mean, it, it was not what I thought it was going to be. But you know, I think it, it accomplished what it meant to do. So, right, that was on point. Okay. Uh, any any closing thoughts? No, just as you're talking about nostalgia, I was just thinking about like all of the songs and where I was when they came out. Like "Get By" by Talib Kweli is one of the best songs ever. And well, yeah. that, I mean, it really is blueprint. Obviously I'm, I had so many conversations with my brother, Ted, where he would like highlight, like, you know, man, he's covered cars. I got miracle whips. That's so good. Like he would just get really excited about like particular lines and stuff like that. Ted, it was like, a good line. I ain't Kanye fan. But, yeah. but you, you know what else too? I hadn't listened to a uh, spaceship in like a decade. <laughs> yeah. And when I heard him do it acapella, I was like, is this 
is this one of the greatest verses of all time? Like that first one? Well, because it's it's such a it it's the, probably the most violent Kanye verse ever. Um, like assaulting his manager because dude won't stop, you know, insulting him. And he robs the place, you know, he quits, he he's he's smoking a blunt in the mall, like he don't give a fuck. Like he's just super rebellious and he talks about how much he hustles and da, da, da. but it's it's like such a it just feels it's got so much energy in it, you know. Like it, it's 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 rebel music, but at the same time, like it ain't toting guns, it ain't this, it ain't that. It's about you know just having a certain attitude. Like if that song came out today when everybody's anti-work, like that'd be the theme of the year, spaceship, <laughs> you know. Like he made songs that <coughs> excuse me, in a lot of ways are kind of evergreen, you know. Um, and it really spoke to just where people were in a lot of ways thematically kind of the continuation of where we've come now even with all this other stuff that's come so i you know i think you know it's a, a great way to celebrate that moment in time and and kind of the change of the guard that he brought um and somehow they accomplished the ability to just kind of showcase through footage what was going on with him later and as keith said not necessarily tilt the audience one direction or another they're just presenting it to you Mm-hmm. so it, i mean i think that that's really hard to do but when you have love for somebody and you know you want to do right by them and be respectful um you know sometimes I, I think that that can lead you to make some smarter choices and i thought they did a really good job here of not doing anything more than just letting people make their own decision on that yeah sometimes you can disagree you can love somebody to death and just disagree with them it just is what it is yeah. And all sorts of stuff. So the uh, other thing is he's 44. Like he's not old. He can mm-hmm. uh, this may sound stupid, but I hope that part of him sees this and he gets like as nostalgic as we are. And I don't know, produces something really truly great. Like I don't know, Donda definitely has its moments, but I'd like to see him make something as good as like dark, truthful, majestic, magnificent, fantastic, glorious fantasy again. That's <laughs> such a good album. Man, I was just talking about that. I was I was wondering, was I the only person that thought that that album was like amazing? That album, album incredible. Was that was a good I bought it like first day it came out on CD, and okay. I saw so that I cover. Yeah, it, well, I mean, I didn't know what it was gonna be before I bought it, but I remember when uh, Runaway came on. Man, I was like, man, what the fuck is this? You remember shit? he did he did a whole short film. Oh, of course, yeah. it was magnificent. Was it? I mean, like. This is right before I think he gets married to Kim Kardashian. He just was like in a really interesting place. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I just, you know, I wish they had had, it, it, I think it's totally fine. I don't really want to be up in his marriage like that, but I do think it's it's just interesting because it seems like um, she did try to do right by him, you know. Uh, I know people always be giving the Kardashians all kind of crap, but it did seem like she tried to do right, you know. Yeah, and, um, no and she's very supportive. I agree yeah, she put out statements for people when he was struggling a lot in public um, and really tried to get people to just be understanding. That. I mean, not a lot of people would have done that. <laughs> so, yeah, you gotta go. Uh, I mean, I know that was his spouse, but, you know, still, I, I, he, he's, you know, I hope he gets somebody in his corner who really cares about him. You know, I, I think that's important. Um, anyway. Look, it was it was a uh, pretty good. Got a lot of conversation. I could talk about that for hours. 
And hopefully you feel the same way. That means you can go to our backlog, listen to us, talk some more. Uh, if you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Let a friend know you heard the podcast low key. Recommend it to them. Have them to review. Listen, give it to the next person because, you know, it's all synergetic, baby. Try to get that going. I realize there's some other podcasts called Low Key, and um, those podcasts are fake. Oh, I noticed that, you know, afterwards. I, I thought I would have caught that when we were first making it, but whatever. That's okay. No, I think, no, I think they came out after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Somebody messed up. Yeah, no, no shade, but yeah, that's that's. <laughs> we, we, I feel like we was out there first, but but anyway, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Yes, please. And once again, thanks for rocking with us, and we out of here. All right, see y'all next week. Peace.